You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right. Good morning, Montgomery County. Sorry about the delay. We're getting our video stuff set up. It's a learning, learning, learning process. And especially when I'm the only one who takes the heavy load of all of this stuff. Well, and you have to the, take you have to take people to the emergency room, and I'm yeah, like, oh, you're the I brains don't know. Of the oh, we gonna have a show today? But then we're late. No, that's all me. Uh, You'd be amazed at how how silly technology can be, and then it's just a flick of a switch. Like, oh, that's what the problem is. There we go. That big red button we should have pushed. Uh, I want to give a special blue. shout it was, out. It was blue. It so. was blue button. The was big blue. blue button. I want to give a special shout out to one of our sponsors, Conroe Coffee. Thank you for being there today. Because uh, Skippy had a long night. Uh, spent half the night in the in the yeah, ER free, with, with Mrs. Skippy. She's okay. Uh, uh, so okay, I, gotta, I don't want to go into details, but she had the I gotta gall ask you this. I got to ask you this. this. When that? you told me this, when you told me the story, mm-hmm. I had this. I had this discussion with Holly, my fiance. She's a nurse, and she always wondered why I never really went to the doctor. And I was like, well, I mean, kind of part of me is scared of going to the doctor. And she's like, well, why is that? And I was like, why wouldn't everyone be scared of the doctor? Because typically, when you go to the doctor, something's wrong. I mean, like, is that make is that make yeah. sense? Like, mm-hmm. is there is it wrong to be afraid of going to the hospital? Because Every time I've gone to the hospital, something bad has happened. So I said, I'm like, I'm not afraid as in I'm going to cower in the corner, but it's like I'm hesitant about There's trepidation. The hospital. There's trepidation and dread because think about it. You rarely go to an attorney unless yes. it's with good news. You rarely go into a police station with good news. So it, it, it just follows suit that you would have that same trepidation walking to a doctor's office or a hospital. That song by uh, Smokey Robinson. Let me give me uh, what's that song? What's that song called? One of his more. Uh, he's really got a hold on me. You really got a hold on me. You mm-hmm. ever heard that song? Yeah. That's actually apparently the theory is it's about his lawyer. Because if you read the lyrics, it's pretty phenomenal. Thinking about like he, you know, I really don't need you, but I want you. And apparently he had a big legal battle, and his lawyer helped him out significantly but he also paid him a lot of money to help him out with the royalty rights and stuff like that to his music because Smokey Robinson was part of that age of music if no one really knew how contracts worked with record labels who owned what and that's when you know the big music corporation screwed over people but welcome to Mornings Lone Star welcome 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 9-11 right now I think I always say 9-11 at that like I think I've said at least 10 times in the last month You've got the groove. I got the groove at 911. All right. So you're listening to Morning's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com. We are broadcasting live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com and Facebook.com and YouTube.com and YouAreLive.com and you know all <laughs> these other things. So if you want to watch the show, feel free online. We are online, folks. We're having a great time. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, and you can always chat with us. So we always encourage people to write in and see how they are doing with their day. We have a couple shows, uh, a couple guests this week, and I'm very excited. It is Wednesday. 
August 8th, and that's a timestamp for our replay, just so in case this is a replay. But uh, special guests, we got two bros in the kitchen. Is that my, my saying that's, that right? That's what I got. Uh, check out the link on Facebook. We just saw our video. We linked them. We're going to have two bros in the kitchen. It's a very interesting story. Very excited about having them in. Uh, and they cook food. They do all this great stuff. And they're two brothers. So that's all I know. I try to keep it simple on my end so I can learn more while they're in the store. Studio, and then following him, uh, we're gonna have somebody who's running for county judge. Uh, we have Jay Stittelberg. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. We'll find all that about when he comes in too. So he'll be in the studio talking about running for county judge. So that's gonna be very exciting. Uh, I'm very excited about having him in because he's gonna be coming in periodically throughout the months until leading up. And what I'm gonna do, I didn't, I didn't tell Skippy this. So this is my game plan with Jay coming in several times. You can't miss an opportunity like this. So I'm going to go in blind about policy and issues the county is facing. Okay. And then as we progressively go through the months, I'm going to start doing a little research so I can actually ask them bona fide questions. Because I'm going to take it as I'm the average voter. I don't know anything. What's the county judge do? I thought it was a judge of law. You know, that kind of you know ignorance kind of thing. So I'm going to try to approach it like that, but then hopefully I'll be so well-informed by the end to November that Jay can answer any question I have, and I feel confident in my vote. There you, you go. Because you, you already know everything. We got that. <laughs> See, I don't know everything. Dick, and honestly, once I thought I was wrong, but I wasn't. Yeah. Is that like a nightmare to you? Like when you're asleep and you, you know, like— The naked you, Jeopardy well, dream? Yeah, yes, well, I've you know, had it. I've been having that dream— uh, it, it happens like every once a month or so. It's like, you know, you're in math class and you forget there's a test and you have that dread feeling and you wake up with that dread feeling like, oh, I, oh, fail, I yes. failed myself kind of thing. Uh-huh. I bet you have that dream when you're uh, wrong. Yes. Like, I, I, I break, just, out, I break out in the panic sweats and everything. I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do, do it. it. Yeah, we have the special guest coming in. Today's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee mm-hmm. and also Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, which is the AC on? Feels a little warm, but I'm kind of numbed right now. Yeah, you're you're working on what, 19 hours? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yesterday, I watched a document a documentary on HBO about Robin Williams, and I love watching shows with with Holly because she attacks me a lot when it comes to like when we're having conversation. I love it because you know we we develop that rapport. So <laughs> I love it in document documentaries or document. She calls it documentaries. What's the right way to say it? Documentary. Documentary. That's what I thought. I was like, we're not fancy here. But so, you are a documentarian for filming. Oh, one. okay. So documentaries about Will, uh, Robin Williams on HBO. Uh, HBO produced it. What What was funny to me is when they glance over things in the sense of like he had affairs, he had girlfriends, he had women. But the way they approached it was like the most innocent way. Like, oh, we all knew. But he was really funny. Like that was the whole like. It's just... the forgivable aspect of it. I mean, so. he did leave his wife to uh, marry, eventually marry his nanny. Man, I knew, and I was like, he became the stereotype, or the stereotype became him. Whichever mm-hmm. way it goes, for, what's what's first, chicken or the egg? But it was like I started laughing. I was like, I can't believe people don't dog him for this. Maybe during that time they dogged him for it. At but the, the time, but he, I, he lost some fans. Well, but. I asked Holly, I was like, do you think when we die, people just overlook no matter what we did wrong? It's just like we just try to remember the man. Not the, what he, there is a sheen that gets put on when, when somebody passes. Because there was a line in it, and I asked Holly how she felt about this. It was his first wife who he was married to 
while he was on Mork and Mindy. Mm-hmm. And she goes, she blatantly says, you know, I, uh, he wasn't around. And so we hi- talk about the nanny. Mm-hmm. And she goes, and basically she took over, like she goes, she, I think, I'm trying to think of the exact words. She goes, and she did such a great job with the kid and it helped me. She, she raised him basically. And I go, wait, so what does the mom do during this time? So is the mom, is the mother just like, does she just say, hey, here's the nanny. I'm going to go shopping. Is that what, but she's trying to say it in the nicest way. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. So these kids did not grow up without anybody besides the nanny. And so, and they interview, only interviewed one child. He had three kids. Mm-hmm. And so I was really perplexed by this. Cause I was like, how do you just glance over that? Like, oh, I wasn't really around. Cause they didn't really talk about him not being around the way they spoke about him not being around was, oh, he was working. But I was like, does that mean he works till eight and comes home? Or does that mean he's gone for a year Well, the man was unstoppable on many levels. His brain wouldn't turn off. He was always doing something. Yeah. And, I mean— Well, that's actually how they they knew—because he's, like, best friends with Billy Crystal. So there's some really good interviews with people who knew him. And Billy Crystal basically said when he noticed something was different. And he's like—and that's when I was worried because he wasn't that guy. And he knew that guy for, you know, 35-plus years. Right. About being energetic, unstoppable, all this kind of stuff. And, like, when he wasn't that guy, you knew something was wrong. You're the second person this week who's encouraged me to watch this Robin Williams documentary. Oh, I don't encourage it. Like it really, like it, to me, it just kind of it's like a scab, and I scratched at it because it it didn't answer. It didn't answer like what really, really, really happened. Because well, I think I, it's a little soon to to have the full story. You can talk about his his life and show clips from his early days and and play the soft music when you talk about the diagnosis of his disease that led to his suicide. Yeah, but. Uh, I, I can't help but say well, he had Parkinson's. He yeah, diagnosed with Parkinson's, but they didn't say but, how, they didn't say how long it was, he, how long he had it. He, well, he had just been diagnosed with something that went beyond the Parkinson's. Well, because he his you know who Bobcat Bobcat uh, Goldthwait. Yeah, so he's a writer. He's also an actor mm-hmm. in the early '80s and stuff like that. And then in '70s, he was he was the Cratchit character in Scrooge. Yes, and what was interesting is he talked about when they were doing uh, the movie with him with Robin's like the greatest dad or the world's greatest dad, I think he implied like he was going through Parkinson's during that time. And, and that's what they were talking about. And, yeah, I mean, it was I, – I see, again, I, w- I guess I recommend it by just talking about it because it's interesting. But I just really don't like when document documentaries doc- – oh, Holly got me saying that. <laughs> document Documentaries, when they do that kind of stuff, where they glance over – But when you have – either it's a six-part miniseries. Like you take a Ben Franklin or something like that. You either try to cram everything down to two hours or you just give up and say, okay, we're going to do 12 hours over six different nights. Now, if someone like Robin Williams, think about all he did professionally well, you know, like, and personally. Well, the most insane thing, the two insane things I loved about learning about him is he literally went through the same school that he did in Dead Poet Society. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Juilliard. I think that, like, I would never have thought of that when I see Robin Williams. I yeah. was like, wait a second, he's classically trained. Yeah. And uh, apparently he was really good. And he's uh, his best or best friend in college, or not best friend, but his godson or the godfather of his child was uh, Christopher Reeves. Yeah, and, Christopher Reeves. And there's, huh? some, there's some footage of, like, family footage with Christopher Reeves. And I was like, it's so weird to see. So just trying to Robin break down Williams. that whole life. And, and think about it. Uh, first off, with lives in general, if anyone. I mean, the scale, of course, is way different. But if anyone ever tried to do a documentary on my life, it would take longer than two hours just to explain, you know, 
where I was born, going to Japan, going to England, what I did, the different career yeah. paths I've had, the different shows I've done. Well, no, another thing that was interesting was the puzzle of his family, like his brother. So if I'm going to say this right, let me let me look at it if I'm in my mind. So he had an older brother who was from had the same mom, but that brother was raised by the mother's grandparents, and then Robin Williams was born. And then they had, uh, then the dad had another child with another woman, so he had a younger brother. And so they all had, they didn't have the same parents, but they did, if that makes sense. Like, it's like one off of one. Right. A lot of half-siblings. And uh, so that was, I wish I knew more about that. I was kind of like, wait, does she have it, uh, you know, does she have the mother? Because during that time, that was probably like, he was born, I want to say in the 50s or something like that. Robin Williams? Yeah. Yeah, because Mark and Mindy was what late seventies, early eighties, yeah. and he would have been late. He, he would have been in his twenties by then. So yeah. So, but then I was like, so is this one of those situations where the mother did something to the grandparents that you go away, I'll take care of the kid? I don't know. I was yeah, that's more questions. Be. I don't know. It was really interesting. So I guess yeah, check it out. How about that? Yeah. Well, uh, we got to take a break. Okay. And, and when we come back, we'll talk traffic and weather. And yeah, we'll do traffic and weather, and we'll do our normal normal stuff. We do have a guest at nine thirty. And it's two brothers, and that's why we're doing It Takes Two. Because sometimes it does. I love how you just bring the room together with one rug. We try. We try. You're listening to Warren's Lone Star, broadcasting live. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and IRLoneStar.com, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, all that good stuff. We're going to take a good sponsor break. Be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning services such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look up the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. I'm Skippy. Sitting next to me is Dick. And if you're looking at us on looking at us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, <laughs> you see we kind of filled up the studio a little bit with, I'm going to guess, two brothers. That's the name I got. Uh, Shane and Nigel here in, in the, the studio. studio right? So they had to change their name. To what? Two brothers in the studio. It's very descriptive. It's most like descriptive company name. I mean, my company C3. No one knows what it means, but I don't. Even I know. know. I, got, I can't even do it. You can't even say it right. You know. <laughs> but we got it's two brothers. They're in the kitchen. I'm going to presume that cooking is involved. <laughs> We're going to talk to them momentarily. But as promised, let's give you the traffic yes. and weather real quick. Weather-wise, I can tell you what it was at three o'clock this morning. It was 79 degrees and, and very, uh, very humid out. But now it's 81. It's only two degrees hot, hotter now than it was, what, nine hours ago. Uh, Going to go up to high to 93 today, partly cloudy. Only a 1% chance of rain all day long. And uh, for the rest of the week, kind of partly cloudy. Highs in the low to mid 90s. Saturday, some storms. Going to get down to 89 with lows in the 70s. So I once again I think we're past the whole hundred day uh, temperature mark. You think so? I think so. All right. Hope springs eternal. I don't know what that is. That like good luck. Yeah, it's like we, we can hope. Okay. That's silly. Okay, how about traffic? <laughs> traffic. Everything's good actually. Looking at I forty five northbound, southbound. Uh, everything's looking good all the way to I ten northbound on I Highway sixty nine and forty five. Everything's looking good. I'm not seeing any problems east to west either, so traffic is a-okay. All right. 
Cool. Well, let's get back to the fun stuff now because fun stuff. these young lads, not only are they here to talk stuff. about the company, but they, they, they brought us like samplings, apparently. This is great. Fun stuff. Yeah, fun stuff between the, uh, uh, what well, we had, uh, the root beer floats. I'm still recovering floor. from that on Monday. It right. was, did you guys know it was National Root Beer Float Day on Monday? No. And, oh, I got to get your mic. Sorry. Amateur. Okay, you can answer again now. Yeah, answer. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Well, y'all, you can make it up. They they have them next door if you want if you want some. That's nice. You like ruby floats? Yes. All right. Well, we actually got to properly introduce Ooh, them. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I've got Shane and Nigel. I won't give last names over the the air right now because uh, they're you know from you can tell from their voices. Well, I want to say their Facebook Two Bros Itk. Mm-hmm. So it's number two B R O S I T K. It's Two Bros in the kitchen, and they are available for hire. And. For- yeah, and apparently they do baking, and I think proceeds from this help to go to build and repair a hospital in Zimbabwe? Yes, it does. Awesome. Okay, you got to tell me about this. What, what got this thing started? So, a few years ago, we entered into a cake baking competition. What, a few years ago, you were like probably in diapers, right? No, no. probably like two years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Two years ago, they were in diapers. <laughs> no, we weren't. I know, okay. it's good, man. <laughs> so, you entered a baking contest. Yes. And that the that was the first one we've ever entered, mm-hmm. and it was kind of a rushed cake. It didn't look that good. We entered, we won. That was very surprising. We won first place. And then, so the next year we entered, and we had kind of gotten a little better mm-hmm. with our decorations and making the cake look more presentable. We entered the same cake. We won again. And then this year we won for a third time. Wow, this is trifecta. Look it up, dude. So then we decided that we should start selling them for money. Mm-hmm. So at first we were selling them to make video game money and... I like it. Yeah, yeah right. money like that. And, and then just, it really started to blow up. So we stopped doing it just for video game money, and we started to help people with their charities and do fundraiser events. But that you still awesome. have the... Video game cap, right? Oh, like yeah. You're still, still trying to make X amount. Okay, good. Yeah. Because that's what I did. That's what being an entrepreneur is all about yeah. here. So, wow. So, we, so how old are you guys? I'm 11, 12. Okay. Holy cow. Now, okay, i got to ask you this because I've seen some cake competitions and I've judged in a couple too. When you guys are cooking, do you go more for flavor or do you go from presentation now that you've learned that you've been in several ones? Flavor. Definitely flavor. Yeah, because that's one thing. Like I've seen people where it looks immaculate, like a flower and kind of stuff, but then it just doesn't taste good. Mm-hmm. And I always I always ask, like, why are you cooking this if we're not going to eat it? If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I've seen those like cake shows where they actually use like cardboard to make parts of it. Yeah. No, no, no. So obviously the flavor. So uh, best cake ever. Go. Uh, coffee. Coffee cake. Strawberry. Okay, I got to say, I got to go with strawberry myself. I agree. Strawberry is my favorite fruit. Uh, it looks like Shane's on his own with the, with the coffee, coffee cake. Coffee cake. What's the density of that? Is it, real, is it real heavy? No, it's actually pretty light. Yeah? Yes, it's not dry like the old ones. It's really good. Okay. So when y'all are going into a competition, is both y'all's together? Yes. Do yeah, y'all yeah. agree on like, hey, let's try this cake or do something different? What's the strategy behind um, working together? The last three years we've done the same cake, which is a strawberry one. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, hold on, did you bring that? Is that what you just touched? Yeah, yeah. That one right there. But we brought a cake. Okay. Like, let me see the jar real quick. So, I'm going to hold it up to the video camera. So let me get this right. Uh, well, this is that's the next story we're going to talk about is how you do the you do catering and you do things like this. 
But so for, I, I'm interested when I heard about your story is y'all are two brothers and y'all work together in the kitchen. I like cooking, but it's always hard, but it's necessary to say who's the chef, who's the helper, if that makes sense. Do y'all do that or y'all do everything equally? Pretty equal. Yeah. yeah. Who, who like cracks the eggs better? Oh, him. Who, who dices better? Me. Yeah, he's a better cut. So, I mean, like, you got to work at each other's strengths and then support each other's weaknesses, right? Definitely. Yeah, like, I memorized all the recipes. Okay. But he's a lot more organized because he double-checks my work. This is this is why they win. Because we right? work together. My I just, wife I and I, we can't be in the kitchen together at the same time because I'll be trying to do something and she'll mess with my, my recipe and vice versa. So, we have to flip coins over who, who cooks. So, it's great that you guys work together on this. No one gets to do that. Well, so, I want to know, hey, wait, wait. I'm not, I'm not done. Okay, so baking competitions. Mm -hmm. What's the next step? Is it always going to be baking goods? Because right now that's what y'all do as the business is baking things. Mm -hmm. Have y'all tried in the home like doing actual meals or appetizers or anything like that? No. Just but baking stuff? Yeah. We're good cooks, but we don't sell it. Okay. And is that something <laughs> Is that something y'all want to do, or is that something that you haven't been able to produce a product that is in a cup? Um, Something I would want. It's something I would like to do. But there's so many other caterers already doing food. Yeah. It'd be hard to get started up. So would you rather buy from a chef that went to college for it or some 12 and 11-year-old kids that are just cooking? Well, it's almost yeah. like as a business side, you could approach other caterers and say, hey, buy for dessert, do our cakes. Instead of you having to handle the whole catering side, you just go, hey, you know, we can provide X amount of cake. Is that a cake in a cup? What yes, cake in a cup. Try. Cake or cake in a jar, yeah. and then you say, "Yeah, we can provide that angle and take care of that for you." Maybe, yeah, it was, that sounds like a good idea. So we got a listener asking. Well, us, no one's gonna say no to y'all if y'all right? show up. Yeah, if y'all making the phone I, calls, I'll be buying this stuff, right? Uh, so a listener is asking us, "Where do you get the the recipes? Are these like family recipes passed down? Did you Google them? Uh, did you just kind of make it up as you went along?" Um, I don't think we can say that. Ah, okay. Sort of a mix. No, okay. Yeah. No comment. No, I like that's mysterious, but you just didn't like grab a box of Duncan Hines and and pass it off. To oh, now you, now you ruin their secret. Yeah, right. Well, this is okay. So Secrets now, Tabasco so sauce. you wanted to go in more into their catering side. Is that what you're going to ask? Uh, I'm trying to remember now where. Oh, oh I'm oh, sorry. What uh, what started this? I mean, obviously you you started off by entering a baking contest, but did you two boys just wake up one morning and say, "Hey, Shane, let's go bake, bake a cake"? A cake. <laughs> um. <laughs> So Shane came to me, and it was, he said, do you want to join my business? And at first I said no. I didn't want to have to split the money, <laughs> to be honest. But then I realized that we can make double the cakes and then split it, and then we could get our branding and all that stuff done. Um, it takes two. Well, because one brother in the kitchen, that doesn't have that same oomph as two brothers in the kitchen. Have y'all played the game Overcooked? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 oh yeah. That's a great game. Sorry, you're not you're not cool enough. I'm not cool enough to play. Holly and I play that as a, a building exercise for teamwork. It's a really neat game that you can play locally together with people. Okay. And basically, you cook things, and they like have rest. They have orders, oh, yeah. and you work together, like handing each other, dicing, boiling, and all that stuff. It's really it's basic, but it's all teamwork. And Ooh, I, Holly and I yell. Definitely yeah, teamwork. Yeah, I just yelling at each other. Yeah. What are you doing? You're spilling stuff. Yes, that happens a lot. Yeah. So, so boys, <laughs> talk great. to me about the uh, the because one of the things you do, one of the you said you were looking at nonprofits, and one of them is working on hospitals in Zimbabwe. What what started that up? That's great. Um, one like two years ago when we were I was eight, he was ten. 
we, we took a trip to Zimbabwe. Um, we we went to a rural area, and they didn't have they were they were at a drought, right? Mm -hmm. So then they put every every last kernel that they had on the on the table for us, and that encouraged us to go help hospitals in Zimbabwe. Wow, that is cool. Because not only these boys. You know, my son, when he was your age, I think from one afternoon, he tried doing a car wash business. I think he washed two cars and then handed me the sponge. And that was, and he certainly didn't share money with anyone. So to work together in the kitchen, produce a product, then find uh, nonprofits to give to, that that's really awesome. You just don't see that a lot nowadays. So let's talk about what you do right now. People are watching and listening. What do you do for people? What can I do? I want to call you. I want to visit your Facebook. What, what can you do for me? So there's a few things you can do. Say so if you want a jar, you can have a corporate event. And a corporate event is basically you get a group of people to make a certain amount of orders. And what you, we'll do is we'll come and deliver them if you live within a two-hour radius of Missouri City. Okay. There's another way is that if you have a charity or know someone who has a charity or have any sort of connections with a charity, would love to come and help you guys raise money. And the next way is, my brothers can explain it to you, the Pay It Forward program. The Pay It Forward program is like an amazing way to help our charities and encourage them here in, uh, locally in Texas. So what we will do is you can give any amount of money through our cash app, which is dollar sign, the number two, B-R-O-S-I-T-K, and what that will do is, you can say, for the message you'll put for pay it forward. What we'll do is, we'll give a certain percentage of your money to the J.B. Donnello Foundation. And the rest we'll use as funds to make a jar for somebody. So then we'll go to like a store like Kroger's or Target. And it'll hand it up to somebody, a random person. And what they will do is, they might go comment on our Instagram saying, I received a jar from the two brothers in the kitchen. So show me the jars. What did y'all bring? What is this? And how much are they? I'm holding on to the strawberry much, one because it looks really good. How much can here. I pay to get a jar? $7 for all of them. Like $7 each. $7 a jar. Yes. yes. And um, how do you, so how do you fit a cake in a jar? Uh, just gonna cram real yeah, hard. You just, you <laughs> just put it in there. Put some yeah, icing. you just gotta... Do you do it in layers or is it like literally you take a whole cake and you have your, all your oh, jars no. and you go down? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No, 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 no. You go by layer. You go by layer? Yeah, yeah I guess this is a work of art, Can boys. Can you hand me one? I want to see one. Sure. You got to give it back, though. I mean, I'll give it back. So what we got? We got, got strawberry in my hands. Mm -hmm. What's right in front of you? This one? Yes. Mm -hmm. Coffee. That's the Ooh, coffee. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is the best one, I would say. So we're going to have to try them all, though, to, you know, put this well, did, to Well, I don't know if they brought these for us. Those are for you. Oh, dude. Thanks, man. It's free. <laughs> you like that little fishing expedition? I'm not sure if they brought them for us. Oh, that smells Get good. Get your nose out of my cake. That smells good. <laughs> That smells good. So where can people go right now to order? Like, I know you're talking about coming out to events. Do you have a website? Do you want people to go? Or do you have Facebook you want people to check out? Uh, we have a Facebook, which is, you mentioned earlier. Okay. Two Brothers in the Kitchen. Yeah, you can direct message us on Facebook. Okay. And, and they also it, have an email address, which is uh, two bros ITK, and the two is the numeral two, ITK at gmail.com. And when it comes to quantity, how many can y'all make? And what's the limit, or the minimum and the maximum? Well, there is no limit, really. We just don't want to be making, like, 2,000 cakes. So we can take orders of 200, 300. Wow. 
We'll just need to know in advance. A lot in well, yeah. advance. So. But I can buy one. Like, I yeah, go, yeah. hey, I want to get one of your coffee. You're talking coffee. I want coffee cake. Give me one. No, we won't deliver two hours for one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> Not so, like, even for Dick over there? No, no, no. I understand that. You gotta, you're gotta. they running a business. I know they are, right? They got, like, this awesome business model uh, going on here. Uh, great way can to. Sh- can I buy it in a store? Or is that something in the future? Or? Um, we would like to provide for stores or open up our own bakery. Oh, shoot. One day. <laughs> and you boys are based out of Missouri City. Did I hear that right? Yes, yes. Missouri City, Texas. Awesome. I, I know it well. I used to live right next door to us. So. That's wonderful. Well, we have the Facebook in our Facebook live feed. It's tagged. And so if people are listening on the podcast or anywhere else, we'll have it below in the description where to find you guys and emails. Okay. And it sounds like Instagram's a really cool way to interact with you guys. Yes. yes. So what, what's your Instagram handle? Um, Two bros ITK. So number two. Yes. B-R-O-S. ITK. Okay. They got great branding across the board here. Okay. You know, nothing's, you know, how a lot of companies will have different uh, handles for different uh, social media. Yeah. Two bros in the kitchen. Yeah. See, no other two bros in history have gotten together to put this together. So if you're tuning in late with us, uh, or just to remind people, we have Shane and Nigel here in the studio, two brothers in the kitchen, and they are literally two brothers who put together this company with some awesome smelling, and I'm sure it's going to be awesome tasting cakes. Uh, in a jar. Uh, do you do it outside of a jar too? If people like wanted other stuff. Oh yeah, oh, yes, we, do we do cakes, cupcakes, and jars, as you see right here. Great. Well, I, I got to be honest. Last night I was in an acting gig at like this five-star restaurant in River Oaks, and my dessert. Oh was, no, man. I, yeah, this is hoity-toity, and uh, the dessert was s'mores in a jar. And at first, I'd never heard of this. And oh, I, it wasn't s'mores in crystal. No, it was it was in a jar like this. It was it was so cool. So you're on to something, and I think Dick's right. You should start finding some restaurants or some grocery stores, and uh, you know tell them we sent you, and and let's help you get these these things in the uh, on the shelves because this is awesome. And remember, people, proceeds from these go to different uh, nonprofits and charities, especially one working on uh, building and repairing hospitals in Zimbabwe. Yeah. So two bros in the kitchen. Guys, thank you so much for coming in yeah, and giving us this. You're welcome. Uh, if you're a listener and you want to stop by and try it, I'm sure we won't be able to eat all of this. <laughs> Hold my beer. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of cake. I'm going to do the coffee. You can do the strawberry. What's the other one? Coconut. Coconut. And we also have uh, chocolate. Okay. What? Man, wait, what? I, I, okay, on. that's it. For my birthday, I'm going to call. I'm calling you guys for my birthday, and you're going to have to have to order some, but some stuff from you. Thanks oh, for thank coming you. in, guys. This oh, is cool. Welcome. So Two Bros in the Kitchen, social media. Just look up Two Bros in the Kitchen. You can actually find it. It's on our Facebook Live right now, so it's not hard to find. And uh, y'all do cakes and cupcakes in a jar. And y'all help with corporate events. Y'all do uh, charities. So if you're a charity you want to connect with these brothers, just contact them through that. That's really cool. And if you want to buy, how much would it take for you to deliver? Like 20? Uh, for as far as like two like, hours, probably like 75. 75 cakes? Yeah. Okay. yeah at Good least deal. 75 cakes to order. Okay. So there you go, guys. Hey, you heard it, people. Start ordering from these boys. You're listening to Mornings Lone Star. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule. 
with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families. Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtothepleate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org, because every life matters. Welcome back to Mornings with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. Swallowing just in time. Uh, mm. You mm. were listening earlier to Shane and Nigel, two brothers in the kitchen. Go to Two Bros ITK. Off the air, I was talking with them. Uh, not only have we been sampling their wares, but also their, uh, they actually have a food handler's license. Did you know yeah. that? Well, I imagine it's just kind of one of those things that you, you have to have, but no one asks because they're so, I mean, they seem to do a good job. You're like, <laughs> all right, I'll take a cake. But then again, when you're making 75 cakes or more, 
well they have a dba they have the food angels license um because i was asking them off the air you know you see, you hear these stories about some kid have a lemonade stand Elite. and the grumpy neighbor will shut it down and they got to get the permits these boys are fully loaded with permits and everything you know it's a powerful motivator to take care of all that right uh -huh. it's video games <laughs> I love how and that started. You, yeah, when you need we that want video, video game money. No, I actually faced the same thing growing up. My, my parents refused to buy me video games. And she's like, the only way you're playing video games in this house is if you buy them. So my brothers and I were always pitching. Yeah. It was, was, a, see, it was a different world for me. There were no video games when so, I was that young. That's too bad. Yeah. That's why I'm cooler than you. But that's why you also are, you know a lot more than me. Because I was at home <laughs> playing video games while you You can walk through any, any game in the universe, <laughs> but... Well, it's 9.48, morning to Lone Star, broadcasting live from the Lone Star Community Radio Studios. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube Live and Facebook Live, we have our next special guest. But uh, he doesn't have to come on now if he doesn't want to. You can shake your head yes or no. He can. Okay, so he wants to go on. All right. Jay Stilberg, running for county judge, is in the studio. Morning. Morning. How you doing? Doing well. You were on, I want to say, Mar Margie Taylor's show, Connor Culture News, a while back. Yep. But now it's like, hey, we got to hit this. That's right. We got to go fast because November, you can vote for Jay. That's right. And, and, campaign season, and I encourage you to do so. <laughs> so. Campaign season actually started yesterday where you could like put signs in your yards out and stuff. Oh, really? Is that, yeah. is that actually a legal thing? Yeah. Oof. Yes. 90, 90 days before the election. Today is actually 90 days before the election. Oh, that so, makes sense. So it's the official onset of the campaign Well, before season. we get into the conversation stuff, tell people where they find more info because you want them to vote for you and besides this great show that you're going to do great on, where can they find more information about it? Yeah, so you can go to my website, uh, jstittleberg.com. Uh, that has links to all my social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, I encourage you to go follow my Facebook page. Uh, if you Google my name, I'm sure they'll all pop up very yeah. quickly. That's, so. a, that's actually the nicest thing about having a weird name. Is your it's very it's very low chance of someone finding not you. That's right. There is uh, there are four of me, and it's all my grand like my great grandfather. And so my favorite was in like in school and stuff when people would research. They're like, man, you're you're really a big uh, contributor to the nonprofit world. I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> that's my great grandfather. Sounds that's like it's not, not a Highlander, you know. Yeah, it's really it's really weird. So jstillberg.com. That's correct. And that's okay. B U R G. B U R G. And uh, that's actually I'm I'm. I'm gonna check out your website right now, and I'm kind of I have we were talking about this before you came in. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be coming in periodically throughout the the weeks leading yep. up to November, the election, which is on the sixth, right? November sixth. Okay, yep. good man. Early voting starts Perfect. October twenty second. So what I, the way I'm gonna approach is I know very little about the county judge seat. He's not lying, and he I'm not lying. Uh, we've had the previous county or the current county judge in a couple times, but. It's never enough to where I knew exactly where the roads lead, what it means, what is what's the actual positive thing about what the county judge can do, what's the negative thing the county judge can do. Yeah. So what I'm gonna approach it is I'm not gonna know anything and okay. hopefully by towards, you know, in October I'll have actually good questions for you. Sure. That like will challenge Great. you as a person running for seat. Because you know, people running for stuff, you always say, Oh, is he nice? What has he <laughs> done for the community? But then there's also like what is the hardest decision the seat has to make? in the future of this county because right. from what I understood, the county judge isn't a judge itself. You don't have to be a lawyer. That's true. You can't be a lawyer. You can. But you basically are the person I call to clean out my road, my county road. Kind of. <clears throat> that's where I, yeah, I, that's well, the extent. And then you also say yes or no if there's roads going somewhere. Well, he's the fifth so. member of commissioner's court. So okay. each precinct has a commissioner, which is four precincts. And so you have to have an odd number for so you don't have any 
uh, tied votes. That's where the county judge comes in. So oversees the court, kind of like how the vice president of the U.S. is president of the Senate. Uh, or the lieutenant governor here. Or is... lieutenant governor. There, there you go. And uh, so, well, well, Jay, talk to us. What are the duties of a county judge? And then we'll lead into what do you think are the needs help or is good word? Is. Sure. The the best way, uh, layman's way to put it for the county judge is the county judge is the chief executive officer of the county. Uh, he's the senior administrator of the county. He's responsible for ensuring the county administers their duties to the so citizens you're the of the blamed. county. Well, of course, anytime okay. you're in an elected seat, you're going to get blamed for uh, what goes on. And, and I can't that's imagine. A, and that's okay. How are you facing that? Hey, it's uh, it's part of the job, right? Yeah. So, well, Especially with the information age, it's like it's so easy to look you up. And it's so easy because I always wonder, like, the uh, they never make – I guess they make a couple movies like this, but it's more of what goes on behind the scenes right? of running. Because there's like – what was that? Uh, Bob John, Roberts. What was that John Travolta movie? Oh, uh, uh, Primary uh, Colors. Yes, yeah, like that was yeah. entertaining, but I want to be like – When's Google make that phone call to you and be like, "We got, we know your search history. We can release it. You have to pass this thing to, you know, whatever." Do you think that really goes on? Uh, well, fortunately, I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County and not like president of the United States. So well, I would no, say, that has. Not I mean, happened. in 50 years from now, local stuff is going to get like that. I bet. Well, sure. Because you're going to get the companies and stuff who have that special interests. And when you decide to run for office, nothing about your life is personal anymore. So. Yeah, that's the scariest thing. And I'm always I'm fascinated by that because I I always get in trouble. It's like when I meet political people, like so, how can I corrupt you? Like how does that work? How does corruption really work? Because like racketeering, I don't know what that means. Right. But people get in trouble all the time. I'm like, I wish someone would explain to me what racketeering is and if it actually why is it wrong. Yeah. Do you know? I'm looking at you. Do you do you know what's wrong with racketeering? Well, yeah, I know it's probably you, not because you know you can when you're playing tennis, you can really jack with someone bad and throw the racket. Is that the racketeering you're talking See, about? See, you don't know what it is. No, so. you're talking about uh, like the RICO Act. Is that what this word? Is that what it's from? Yeah. Well, well, RICO Act was uh, formed. It's the act to standardize organized crime, tax fraud, mail fraud. So it's organized crime when it comes to well, RICO. Yeah, yeah, racketeering. Tends to be more organized. Okay. I'm like these words I don't really know, but I read about it. Well, and this is, I'll tell you this, this is why I encourage people to pay attention to local politics yes. and, and do their research, right? Because uh, the problem with corruption, you know, especially at the local level in the state of Texas, is the campaign finance laws that we have in place when we run for office uh, really open the door for corruption. Because at the local level, like what I'm running for or any other candidate running for these uh, county level and lower positions, uh, the rules say that uh, if you're an individual, you can donate to my campaign, and there's no limit on how much you can donate. So, because I'm not in the political world, mm -hmm. and especially the gears and nuts and bolts of it, looking at it now, it sounds like there's a problem, you're saying? Well, and, and uh, if I finish that, I can okay. tell you. So I talked about an individual, right? Okay. So now let's talk about companies. So if you're a company like an LLC, the only thing you cannot be is incorporated. Uh, but if you're a company like uh, most engineering and construction companies yeah. that I know, uh, they're local. Yeah. Even the ones I work, even the one I work for, uh, is an LLC. Okay. And according to the laws in Texas for these local elections for f campaign finance laws, a company LLC can donate to my campaign directly, and they can donate as much as they want to. So you can see well, how it can set it up for a situation yeah. where you have corruption. Because you want everyone to be fair, but then it's like. Because, but Jay, I really like you. I want to give you money. Why should people tell me how much money I can give you? Well, I don't disagree that you know, as running a campaign, unfortunately, we have as much money as we do in in politics to begin with. It's it's ridiculous how much money 
Uh, it costs to actually run a campaign oh, no, even I don't, at the local level, I don't right? I don't want to think about whoever the but, accountant is. I feel sorry for that person. But 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 the truth is is that of course a company can come to me and say I want to donate X number of dollars to you, and and quite honestly, that's fine if they want to do that. But there shouldn't be or can't be any expectation that you're going to get yeah. something in return, but, uh, no quid right? Quo. And that's the problem. I mean, a lot of times I will say that some of this will be a perception of corruption. There may actually be no corruption going on at all, but it just sets it up for even well, the yeah, perception especially on of paper. It. You're reading on that's paper. Right. You're like, and that's like my my favorite thing when it comes to larger scale politics, and especially like uh, I think Kevin Brady, he's the senator. He's not the senator. He's the congressman. Congressman of ways and means. But like I always remember when he's running, people always post stuff where it's like, look what he's voted on, and look what the people are donating to him. And I'm like, what does that even mean though? Like, I, I mean, again, you could lead it. Say, oh, he might be be corrupted. Well, but I was like, man, he's cheap. Well, like, and I, would <laughs> I, would, I would imagine taking more. Well, politics at every level has, you know, uh, there's always going to be lobbyists that come yeah. to you. It doesn't matter what level you're at. They have a they have a cause that they want to push for, and they want to convince you that it's a good cause and that you should endorse it. So, but the county judge seat, I mean, that to me, it's really interesting because of how important that role is right now in Montgomery County. I imagine mm -hmm. just because of the expected growth. Yep. And especially with Woodland sitting there at the kind of like, do we incorporate? Do we not incorporate? Right. And and then you have Conroe, you know, annexing things, mm -hmm. and then stuff like that. They're basically growth. This is natural. This is how the world works. It is how the world and works. And this is the growth in the county. So, and that's why I'm really interested in having you back in, just so we can I can learn more and more about the strategies people approach of taking care of this county in a positive way. Because yeah. I mean, there, you can say, oh, this person's bad. They're going to ruin it, but. I mean, people persevere, right, if there's a bad person. Right. Well, that's what uh, – because, you know, uh, roads, infrastructure, roads, bridges, mobility, that falls under the auspices of commissioner's court. That's right. So, Jeff, I was going to ask you, sure. uh, what do you bring to the table? What's the history behind it? Did you wake up one Tuesday morning and say, I want to be county <laughs> judge? <laughs> Uh, it didn't quite happen that way. Okay. Uh, uh, I served in the military. Uh, I was a, I'm a graduate from the United States Naval Academy. Thanks for I, your service. Absolutely. I served as a submarine warfare officer in the Navy. Uh, my first uh, submarine on my second deployment, uh, my submarine actually was the first to launch Tomahawk missiles into Iraq in support of our ground troops when the war started in 2003. Uh, so I certainly bring a, a warfare aspect to the table, and I've <laughs> I've now worked for 11 years in the civilian industry. I work as a project manager in the oil and gas industry, so I understand how projects work. And quite frankly, uh, if you want to run to be a commissioner or a county judge, the best background to have is being a project manager because that's essentially what you do is manage projects. And you need to understand uh, how budgets work, and you need to understand how the schedule works and how those things impact each other. And, and what the expectation should be from contractors when you decide to hire somebody and the types of key performance indicators that they should be tracking and how they're spending taxpayer dollars. So, so uh, what I want to know is why is this elected position? Why is it an elected yeah. position? Uh, well, the county governments in Texas were set up decades and decades and decades ago. Okay. And uh, every county in Texas, all 254, the county, uh, the county governments were set up the exact same way. So they have a commissioner's court. They split up the county into precincts. There's an elected precinct commissioner, and then there's a county judge who presides over the court and basically is the tiebreaker, as you said. That's essentially his role. And uh, these were developed way back when most of Texas was rural, and this was their conduit to Austin so that the citizens had a way to talk to a local government entity, and that could be fed to Austin. That was originally why these were developed, and, and certainly based on population, the county judge in certain counties 
for small populations actually does have some judicial responsibility. Um, but as the population grows, there's, there's uh, limits. Once the population gets over X, uh, then those responsibilities get transferred to like county court at laws, uh, which you do have to be a lawyer to, to run for and, and be judges in those courts. So, so, so with Jay, um, you were talking about, you know, project management was, was essential. Is that yep. the, the, what you bring to it? Is that your, what your history has been in? That's right. I mean, my, my whole history, I mean, even as an officer in the military or project manager, mm-hmm. I mean, you get assigned to a division or a department and, and for me, it was always the captain coming to me and say, you're going to take over that division and make them perform, please. Um, so you have to be able to evaluate what people's skills are, make sure they're in the right roles and make sure that they can succeed in, in what the overall mission is. And that's exactly what I think you have to do as a leader in the county government. I mean, I bring my leadership skills to the uh, county government and I'll set the expectation and I'll set the example and I'll enforce accountability, responsibility, integrity, and ethics, because I think that's something the citizens demand. Because uh, we're talking about a lot of money here. I mean, the budget for 2018 that we're in right now is $329 million for Montgomery County. The budget for next year, fiscal year 19, is going to be around $345 million. And we have a immense population growth. I mean, the projections I've seen recently is by 2030, we're going to have a million people in Montgomery County. Oh, by, 20, by 2050, we're going to have 2.2 million people. Well, think about that. On oh, 2050, man, I'll still be alive. Man. So, so will I. So I doubt I will be, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be looking down and going. <laughs> <laughs> so we need a strategic plan so that we yeah. can get ahead of this and be proactive and stop being reactive. It's the only way we're going to succeed, and we're already behind, and and we need to put ourselves in a position to get ahead. So awesome. Well, we're going to take a break. <laughs> you going to hang out with us through the break? Sure. Come back with us on the far end. Awesome. It is. What time is it? It is it's, already uh, 10:01 on the dot. And we will re- be right back. You're listening to Dick and Skippy on Mornings with Lone Star. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. 
to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. Hey Montgomery County and online listeners, thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Fives with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vice with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5 106.1 broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Sounds good to me. I finally had my second win between the Conroe Coffee and the uh, okay, I was in the emergency room all night long with, with the missus. So if my mother-in-law is listening, she's okay. She just had the gall to go to the emergency room. I'll just leave that clue out there for you. <laughs> But we are talking with Jay Stillberg, who is a candidate for Montgomery County judge position. November 6th, Election Day. Early voting starts October 22nd through November 2nd. Uh, nice thing about early voting is uh, you get to go pretty much anywhere of the open uh, polling locations. But on the day, you got to go to your precinct polling place. And frequently, it's not where you think it is. It's lame. I know it's lame, lame. right? So we've been talking about like the duties of county judge and Jay's history in the Navy leading up to it. So Jay, I'm just gonna get right to it. Sure. Uh, maybe two or three issues that you think are going down with the county, maybe could use improvement or maybe don't, you know, not broken, don't need to be fixed. So maybe some pros and cons. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, the biggest thing we need to do is we need to have a budget and a strategic plan. By the way, we don't have a strategic plan right now, but we need those two things that reflect uh, the priorities we should have in this county. Uh, and those priorities are going to be flooding mitigation in the short and long term. We have obviously dealt with this uh, several times over the last few years. Uh, so we need to try to get ahead of it. Uh, mobility issues. Uh, you know, we want to recruit companies to come to the uh, to Montgomery County and put their headquarters here. And quite frankly, the first question they ask is, how are our people going to get in and out? So. Uh, as we have population growth, as we know, we have more cars on the road, more people like to drive. And of course, in, in Texas, nobody likes to carpool. So if <laughs> people move in, there's going to be more cars on the road. So we, we need to make sure the roads we have are in good shape. And we need to make sure we're planning for new roads to alleviate that. Uh, and infrastructure, you know, infrastructure is more than roads. Uh, drainage issues. I mean, this goes along with the flooding issues that we have. We need to make sure we're taking care of those and get those in the plan. And uh, quite frankly, uh, for rural areas, there's a lot of rural areas in this in this county, and we have a lot of small business owners in those areas, and we not we really need to work to make sure that they have affordable access to broadband, high speed internet. Uh, it's important. That's how our small businesses in those areas can actually compete with big box companies, uh, because we obviously see that they're moving into the county now. I mean, Valley Ranch on on the in the east side of the county is going to be huge, and and we see what's going on in the west side of the county. 
so we need to make sure we're proactive and give these uh, residents and businesses uh, access to things like broadband, high-speed Internet, which is actually a difficult uh, uh, and in a lot of places unavailable in these rural areas. And that's not just in Montgomery County. That's across Texas in general. So, Yeah, I always like seeing my brother in Liberty because they don't have Internet. <laughs> it's on your nose. Yeah, like, what is going on out here? Well, I mean, like, yeah. those, it, what's interesting when you said uh, strategic planning, when mm-hmm. you say we don't have one, is that because there's not, like, a bulletin people can see it? Or is there saying, like, they never publicly said as a group of saying, hey, here's our plan for the next year? Yeah, I've, I, I've just, I mean, honestly, I've never seen one. I've, I've looked for one. I've never seen one. I've okay. talked about it since I started this campaign. No one's come to me and said, here it is. Let me yeah. show it to you. We actually have one. Um, so in you know, your mind, you have like a five-year plan, ten-year plan, and that's exactly what it should be. Quite frankly, it should be a five-year plan, and it's a living document. So it's not that you develop it and you put it on the shelf and it collects dust. And you know, well, four years and ten months later, people have questions like you do. Like if you have some a citizen or a person who wants to run for something, kind of like, hey, why don't we work together? Well, here's the strategic plan. See where we can improve or you know agree with us here because that's right. this is our goals. Yeah, and 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 I you know I think it's the only way we succeed, especially with the population growth we have, and and we need to work together, right? I mean, quite frankly, the commissioner's court. Yes, these are partisan races that we run in, but the truth is, these should be. It's about nonpartisan politics. This is about accountable, transparent spending of your tax dollars. Yeah, and it's not about legislating. You know, the county government has less authority than a city council does. Quite frankly. You know, we can't we can't go write ordinances that change laws and, mm-hmm. and and do these types of things. So, you know, this is this is where we should all be working together. It shouldn't matter what party we're in. I mean, I've said from the beginning, I'll roll up my sleeves and sit down and talk to everybody, anybody who wants to come and, and try to hammer out uh, the solution to one of the issues we have in the county, because this is about the citizens that live in the county. It's not about me. Um, and we want to make this a, a better. It's a, it's a great place to live already, but I want to make it the best place to live. And, and I think my vision and my plan can get us there. Cool. Well, you don't have to answer this now, but I, I always wondered what other areas in the country, in the United States, are similar to the challenges Montgomery County faces? Because a lot of this stuff, like, and to me, it's like you don't start from scratch, do y'all? Like, how do y'all actually put together a strategic plan? And I always imagine, you know, when you're ever faced with a problem, like, do people have the other problem or same problem? And what were their solutions, and was it successful or not? So do, do you know of any places that are similar in population that kind of mimic what Montgomery County is? And then, of course, they went one way, and then it failed completely, or it went one way, and it was hugely successful. Because Montgomery is unique. Montgomery County is unique, with the I would say, with the diverse population mm-hmm. and the towns. Because you have small-town Montgomery's mm-hmm. and, like, New Caney's and stuff like that. And then you have bigger, I would say, like, the Woodlands is pretty big. Uh, but do you, you understand my question? I absolutely to... do, and, okay. and, and I'll actually look for some specific places. But in general, uh, I can tell you Montgomery County is a bit unique. Uh, even across the state of Texas, it's a bit unique. I mean, we have a little over 80% unincorporated areas in Montgomery County, and then that's pretty pretty unheard of amongst counties. Um, you know, So when you go compare what different county governments do in different counties and you just take numbers and look at maybe the number of people, and don't look at anything else, you're really not comparing apples to apples. So, but, but the truth is, is there's, there's governmental entities all over the place and, and corporations that use strategic plans in their planning. And, you know, this is not about, you know, reinventing the wheel. There's no reason to recreate the wheel. Well, yeah, that's wheel. what I'm saying. Like, exactly. I, I can't remember, imagine day one, you're like, what do we do? Well, we need to figure out how to build a good road. Okay, so who builds good roads around here? 
That's well, right. So I'm going to leave my my personal feelings about how after seven years, Republicans finally get in. OK, Obamacare, we got nothing. But you had seven years. So it actually happens to where it, it's day one. Everyone's looking at each other. Well, I thought you came up with a plan. I thought you came up with a plan. I think Montgomery County is unique in the concept that uh, first off in Texas, you know, Texas has what the eighth largest economy in the world. And so people are flocking to Texas. They're leaving the Californias, the Arizonas, and elsewhere to come in. So, and I think Montgomery County is a good byproduct of that because of the unincorporated areas, the unmitigated growth that we are right. seeing now. So I think that makes Montgomery County unique that to have this five-year plan is essential because I'm a Woodlands boy myself. And I remember when we heard Exxon's coming <laughs> and every road is getting torn up. It was like research forest under construction. We're going to lay some aqueducts down and trying desperately to get ahead of it. Yeah. And you think like this could be, be a repeat of that with the influx? Yeah, I, I mean, the the truth is, is if we don't put a plan in place and start looking ahead, and this is what was great about the budget meetings actually a, a couple of weeks ago, is that they're really formalizing the capital improvement program. And it's a five-year outlook in the budget. It doesn't specifically say we're going to spend this much, but if we don't have the money in the budget this year, then let's allocate it over the next five years in this plan Mm -hmm. uh, to see where we can put it in. So next year, when we go to the budget cycle, we already have this list of projects that we have in the hopper. And uh, quite frankly, it should turn into and morph into a, a, a place where citizens can actually submit a CIP through their commissioners. And they can get, you know, because obviously a commissioner is one person and he can't necessarily go see every single road in his precinct all the time. So this would allow the citizens to be able to submit a CIP and the, to the commissioner's office and they can root through them and get the ones that, you know, are frivolous or whatever and put the important ones and we can get it on the five-year CIP plan so that we can already see, okay, we need we already know we have a plan for X number of dollars. So let's see how we can figure out the rest of the budget so we can include these projects because they're important. We need to execute them and we need to make sure they're in the plan. Uh, so that way, nothing is a surprise. You know, we don't we don't need to be reactive anymore. We really need to be proactive. Well, because a lot of times too, when you watch, you can actually watch the commissioner meetings and stuff like that. And I always feel like overall, like if you don't pay attention to every single meeting, you'll have no idea what's really going on. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, that's just the way it's that's the way the system is. So hopefully, with like a strategic plan, you can actually keep referring to something. And if you're kind of brand new to the area, you can refer to that and see, okay, this is what they're talking about. This is what their goal is. That's right. Well, you can compare a plan to the minutes, the agendas, and then the minutes of each meeting, because those are public record, too, where you can look on those and mm -hmm. say, did we hit these these points here? That's right. And some things we can actually pull out. Like, I want to I want to develop a roads projects plan um, with, and do it precinct by precinct. So every pro a road project that's out there, whether it's a bond project or a non-bond project, we, we put... Uh, in a, in a plan, uh, the major milestones and what the sets of those are. And that way you can just go click on the internet and look at your precinct and see all the projects. And you go, well, my road isn't on this list. And look at this road. It needs to be on the list. Well, there needs to be a way for them to communicate that through their commissioners so that road can get I just show list. up at the meeting and start yelling at people. Well, people do that too. Yeah, there's one or two that do that already. Uh, let's talk about the roads mobility because, yeah. uh, you know, on the GOP primary, that like became the topic sure to the exclusion did. of all else this little what two mile stretch of 249 became the make or break on and and the person who won that primary mm -hmm. was on the opposite side of the incumbent who didn't get so how important is that is that a sound bite is there is more beyond that 
Yeah. So look, uh, you know, let's talk about the 249 extension for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about uh, th- the 3.6 mile section, and that goes from the Harris County border up 3.6 miles. Um, that the Montgomery County Toll Road Authority is going to have authority over, and it's going to be a toll road. And the truth is, the thing we didn't talk about uh, during those primaries was the remaining 11 miles of that road, which is still in Montgomery County, which goes to the Grimes County line, uh, which is also going to be a four-lane highway, and it's also going to be tolled, but it's going to be controlled by TxDOT. So we never talked about that, and I can guarantee with the way TxDOT works that, the, that unfortunately those tolls on that portion will never go away. Uh, at least with the 3.6 mile, the, the county controls it, and, and the possibility of those tolls going away at least exists. Um, and, and quite honestly, I like to talk about, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not an advocate of toll roads. I think toll roads should be at the bottom of a priority list, and if it's the absolute last option and it's needed, then, then it's there to, to use. Um, but we should certainly not make it the, the primary. Um, but the truth is now we're going to have this conduit. I like to look at the positive side of this. I mean, the, it's going to happen. The 249 is going in. There's nothing I can do about it as a county judge at this point in time if I get elected. It's going to happen. It's a done deal. But now let's look at the positive thing. This is going to connect us to College Station. College Station has one of the best economies in Texas as well. And Montgomery County's got a great economy. So now we have small businesses that can now have this conduit and easy access to their economy, their economy has access to our economy. So now we're going to have this great through fare uh, where we can exchange and build on these already great economies. So there's some positive things that come into play here. And not to mention, it's probably going to alleviate some of the traffic in Magnolia from the Renaissance Festival. And I'm sure there's some people that are going to be happy about that. (laughs) You know, I mean, I understand that some people don't like tolls and they don't want to pay for them. I get it. And, And I certainly understand. You know, and if I flip the topic for a minute to the 242 flyovers, if I can, since mm-hmm. we're talking about tolls, you know, my position on that is we really need to make sure what the requirements are in the contract. I know Commissioner Riley said he was going to set up a meeting with TxDOT. That needs to occur so we can see. Because as far as I'm concerned, a citizen should never pay to go from a free road to a free road. I mean, maybe that's the way they had to do it to get those things built. I have no idea. But at the end of the day, you should never have to pay to go from a free road to a free road. So. Copy that. People, you've been listening to Jay Stittleberg, who is candidate for a county judge, and the campaign season started today with a vengeance. Uh, Jay, where do people go to to find out more about you? Again, jaystittleberg.com. Uh, there's all my links to my social media. Follow me on Facebook, uh, Jay Stittleberg uh, for county judge. Again, if you Google it, the Google machine, uh, <laughs> everything will pop up because, again, that unique last name. That, uh... Right, and that's S-T-I-T-T-L-E-B-U-R-G, just in case there's a Jay Stittleberg with an E out there messing with your groove. Uh, you come back next week, right? Uh, I do. Dick's going to have more questions for you, slightly yes. more educated yes. than the last time. I, just li- I try to listen today. Try to. <laughs> but uh, people can always ask questions, too, for Jay on our Facebook, social media. We have Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. We'll collect all the questions for next Wednesday. And uh, make sure to keep an eye on our event schedule on Facebook and also our calendar on Lone Star Community Radio. See who our guests are. But uh, we'll be right back with more mornings on Lone Star. We are brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning today. And uh, we'll be right back. we got till 11 o'clock today, so we've got plenty of show to do. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? 
Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Yeah. 
Welcome back. Huh. Morning's Lone Star Dick and Skippy takes two of us to bring you the best That's true. In Conroe area morning that radio. Is very true. You like how I did that? Yeah. It is 1023 on the dot. We got about another half hour or so with your two favorite morning co-hosts. And if you can't find them, tune in to us at 104.5, 106.1 on your Conroe dial. Go on the internet at IRLoneStar.com or hit us up on Facebook. Just type in Mornings with Lone Star. I do want to remind folks that Jay Silver will be in the studio. He's scheduled out pretty all the way till November. So if you have questions for him, we're going to keep uh, advancing the conversation with him, who's running for county judge. So uh, always feel free if you're listening to the podcast version of this or replay is go to our social media on Facebook. You can email us at mwls at irlonestar.com, and we can pass on those questions getting prepped for him. Uh, we put all our events uh, for who's coming into the studio on Facebook under our events, Morning's Lone Star, and also the calendar on irlonestar.com. Very wise of you to do that, Dick. Very wise. Yes, and we also, now yes. the campaign season yes. has officially begun, we are reiterating, we're not just iterating, we are reiterating our invitation for all candidates, big and small, book time with us on Mornings with Lone Star. It's up to you. We can't seek you out. Give us a call, 936-647-3776, or book us at IRLoneStar.com slash MILWAS booking, M-W-L-S booking, IRLoneStar.com slash M-W-L-S booking. Book yourself some time on the show. That's all I got. Well, well, um, you know. You don't think? Okay, I'll go. Well, on. So I want to talk about this weekend because it's actually an event-packed weekend. It is. For Conroe, specifically Conroe, and uh, and downtown Conroe, real specific. So there's three major events happening. It happens to be all on Saturday. (laughs) So if you have another event for this weekend, let us know. We'll promote it. But the three events we want to talk about, and it ranges from adults to kids to well, I guess that's really it. Uh, <laughs> on Saturday, let's talk about the most fun one I like is the scavenger hunt that we're participating in. The station itself is participating in. Scavenger hunt brought to you by the Downtown Conroe Area Association is happening downtown Conroe from 10 a.m. to noon. So uh, 10 a.m. to noon in downtown Conroe. It starts at Founders Plaza Park. I think that's where you pick up everything. And basically, uh, there are 16 venues in a three-block area uh, where there's clues and you find it. I think there are prizes. I know we got one of the prizes is a $25 gift card that we gave to the winner who I don't know, really know how they give it away, but uh, to Conroe Coffee. So, mm-hmm. uh, But uh, there's a lot of different places, and I know last year was a lot of fun for folks, so I encourage you guys. Check that out. It's having the scavenger hunt brought to you by the Downtown Conroe Area Association happening on the 11th from 10 a.m. to noon starting at Founders Plaza, which is right next to the Owen Theater. Correct. So uh, that's over here on Metcalf in Maine right there. So that's pretty cool. I remember one year we did that, and we foolishly said uh, the, the clue was in the studio. So we had That was s- last year, I remember. There's so many people coming into the studio while like Rick was on the air. But then he was a good sport about it. He, he so, was. I was. I was in here with him, and he was an awesome trooper about that. Kudos to the Reluctant Cowboy. Okay. Another event, and we're giving away tickets. Boy, are we giving away tickets. We have Tribute to Conroe Music Festival. Uh, I'm actually going to be going to this, so I'm very excited. Uh, uh, Happening also on Saturday, noon to midnight. That's an all-day party for me. Food trucks, beer, and cocktails, free kids zone. 
Uh, it's a cover band from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, different cover bands. Uh, to give you an idea of music in the range, there's a Pearl Jam cover band. There's the Police, the Police cover band, Led Zeppelin cover band, uh, Def Leppard, Stone Temple Pilots, Van Halen. Uh, we have tickets for uh, admission, and if you want a ticket, just let us know on Facebook. Message us privately, and we will hook you up. It's brought to you by Inspire Productions. And uh, there's gonna be food trucks, live music, cold drinks, family fun. So uh, I'm very, I'm looking forward to this because whoever, like, in the past two years, all of a sudden there's a bunch of events happening, like this kind of event. It is kicking in. Well, Inspire seems to be a driving force behind that. They're doing good and uh, getting people involved. Another event, and Sean will talk more about this. uh, While you're partying down at the tribute to Conroe Music Fest, I'll be dressing up in a tuxedo. For the annual Monty Award ceremony happening at the Crichton Theater starting at 8 o'clock on Saturday. If you are going to that, you uh, best leave time to find parking or maybe park down the block and take an Uber in or something. Uh, I actually, I'm charging for my parking spot. There you go. Yeah. That ought to do yeah. it right there. I think I'm developing a sugar habit from all the sugar I'm having this week, so I have to have a fun for it. Between the root beer float, the acting gig I had last night where I actually... I was inserted into the audience. It was a murder mystery thing, and I actually got to be the killer. So I'm eating dinner, pretending to be one of the guests. So I had like this five-star restaurant full-course meal. And then the the cake that the two brothers in the kitchen brought today, we can kiss off Skippy's diet for the week. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> a little, little All right. carb. Well, there's a lot here. of cool events happening weekend this weekend. I wanted to share that with you guys. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if, if if folks are listening right now and they want to promote event, reach out to us. Uh, we love promoting events, especially local stuff. Uh, yeah, there you go. There's that. I'm done with it. Done Speaking with of it. local stuff, done uh, with it. This is interesting. You know the uh, the wildfires that are wailing on California right now. Okay, let me ask you this: When are there not fires? Oh, I was thinking about this the other day. There are always wildfires. No, in California. No, 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 not always. We we had a wildfire here in Texas, and it's. Yeah, because that wasn't too long ago, was it? That yeah, was, it was a few years ago. And as you drive there, like from here to Dallas, you can from see the top the, of your head. Mm-hmm. Is there a wildfire in California every five years or every ten years? Ooh, I'd probably have to say right, probably every eight years. There's a wildfire. I would okay. think so. That that this purely they, uh, didn't they just have one last year that was really bad? Mm-hmm. So now they have another one, or is this the same one? I thought I thought it could actually possibly part of the same. Okay, but this one is kind of raging bad. And so some fire departments from Montgomery County are schlepping out there to, to help. The, we got 14,000 firefighters fighting the stuff out there already. And so uh, members of Montgomery County Emergency Services, District Number 1, the North Montgomery County Fire Department, and the Montgomery County Fire uh, FSD, not sure what that stands for, Number 6, going to California. And uh, they rallied at the Porter Fire Station uh, with equipment and personnel. They're heading out there. Porter Fire Chief said that no one at home, no one here is going to be suffering as a result. But they'll, uh, you know, they'll back pay. They'll they'll they'll, they'll hire in uh, additional crews if needed. So we'll be safe here at home. But hats off to those those men and women schlepping out to California. Uh, good luck to you guys on that one. Yeah, because that's something I never fully understand how things happen, and especially how they can prove what how it happens. Like, oh, hey, someone was smoking a cigarette, and they didn't listen to... Well, you can always tell where a fire begins. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Because the, the flames go outwards from that. Okay. It's like you know where the 
pebbles thrown in the pond because all the ripples go from outside of it. So you go there and through simple forensics, you can find out, you know, you can either find a campsite, a cigarette, because remember, once that's burned, it's burned. So you can go in afterwards. So as the fire spreading out, you can chop her in over the epicenter land and find out what, what the problem was. Could have been a lightning strike, carelessly tossed cigarette, Smokey the Bear doing something he shouldn't have been doing. You never know. So that's kind of like a national story with a local flavor to it. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder who organizes all that. Yeah. I, I think it's up to each each station. You know, you know on Monday we were talking about I've, uh, Apple, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how things can shift so easily for big companies like that when certain things like laws are made or whatever. And one thing that's interesting that I was saw coming up is, you know, in the in the EU, they have some really interesting, you know, citizen protection laws and also tech prote- protection laws for the citizen, not for the company. And one of the bigger ones that was coming out was the USB uh, requiring phones to have the same charger kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now uh, the next the next move, you know, when they, they did this a while back where phones had to have a USB charger. Well, if you bought an f- iPhone in Europe, it came with an adapter. Okay. Now it's going to the next stage. They're, they're having a discussion about having getting rid of that Apple port. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty incredible to me to make a company do that, and but, ma- make uh, them use the micro USB making, port. Making making the cords now use micro USB, so uh, because the next USB is going to be called USB C, like the letter C, like oh. hyphen C, okay. and uh, the, a lot of those are actually that's the fastest one right now on the market. But uh, what do you think about that? What do you think about uh, that's how big companies can get? It's basically the government gets involved. You have to ask yourself, why is the government getting Why is this of import to the government? Well, I think over there, like I said, they have very big interest in protecting and helping the local like the local person. And like they even have there. I think it's in Australia. They have a huge return policy protection for people like you can basically return anything you want mm-hmm. at for, forever. Almost. I think that's the way I was understanding it. Like, I don't think you can do cars, but like, you know, say I bought this TV and just it grows out well you can't just do a two-year warranty for me like you have to take care of it and because uh, i don't think it's free but it's like you gotta at least service the, the part uh but i i see this being an issue mainly because you can get i mean think about apple products and how expensive they are i guess you're just trying to protect the person like hey we don't want people spending 40 dollars on a cord again what business is that of the government because to me i i can it's you got to look at the 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 spirits or 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 the uh take out of the particulars it's a cord but it's just like the government saying you know what we have betamax and we have vhs we're going to make it law that betamaxes have to be able to fit into a vhs machine Mm -hmm. no it's two competing technologies uh i remember when blu-ray came out before Blu-ray, there was HD DVD, and there was the war on those, and battle lines were drawn, well, and some a lot of movies were, you know, they had to choose: are you going to be on Blu-ray or are you going to be on HD TV uh, DVD? 
So the the report, one of the reports is saying the reason why the EU is doing the standard, they call it the standardization of the cord, because apparently there's 50,000 tons of wasted cables every year because of the cord. Like there's different cords, so people buy different ones. Uh, I guess as that, if you're trying to look at it as a waste, that's that's one way to cut the waste. Okay. Well, because like, okay, you get an idea, real, really, because think about Apple. There's been how many cords has Apple made? Uh, well, there's got to like be at specific... least one cord for each phone, so they'll send out. Well, no, I meant like in the past fifteen years. Oh, there have to have been countless millions. Yeah. Well, I meant more of like different types of cords. Oh well, you had your your wide. Yeah, your twenty pin. Yeah, yeah, that wide one, and then the 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 current one current one and then they had the lightning or they had the lightning cord which is different oh well yeah but that's for the that's for the computers not for the phones well so i i think there were adapters for your phones for that okay but that's i guess that's what they're trying to say which is interesting to me because i don't really don't know to me i don't really care in a sense like if i had to make a judgment on it like unless there's like 50 tons of cords in my backyard i might care but you know my sense on this and i'm not trying to sound like mr government intrusion but it's like right now the the thing seems to be straws, you know, plastic straws. Yeah. And California's banning them. I can guarantee you that of all the trash and the plastics in the world, straws probably account for maybe less than five percent. And I'm being very judicious with that number. If it's very cosmetic, it's in California now. You can be an illegal immigrant who murders someone and be released on your own recognizance and defiance of ICE, but you can get a $1,000 fine and six months in jail if you use a plastic straw. And it's very cosmetic. Same thing with the cords. There may be a lot of cords, but you got to look at the picture of how much technological waste is there. And every so what's next after the cords? Now we're going to go after the phones. But then you're also looking at it as... Do we need to have a uniform cord? No. Or if I'm Apple, I'm spending money on R&D, research and yep. development. I'm like, hey, this new cord is 20 times faster. This is the cord we want to do, we want to use. As a private business, you'd have, and so that's you where can I, use whatever cord you want. The government should not intrude yeah. on that. Well, I think if you're if you're smart, you'd have a universal cord. That way your user experience is, gone, is higher. Because to me, that, that's the only thing that's negative really about Apple is the way they restrict other companies using their products. If that makes sense. Yeah, you want to get smart, create the universal adapter. So. Where your iPhone plug can go right into a micro USB port. Or plug. But. There you go. I mean, I think it's just, it just depends. Because Apple's been notorious for that. Making it hard for, it makes it hard on the on the person. Like, I don't know why. I don't understand because why. Because they want to, they want you to use their product and their product only. Now, here's the thing. IBM tried that, and now IBM doesn't make computers anymore. This could easily blow up on Apple, but it's their right to, to get blown yeah. up on. Well, we'll get back. We got plenty of more talk coming your way. Did you know the uh, New York congressman has been indicted? I, did, I do now. Yeah, Chris Collins. You're going to tell me all about Insider it. Insider trading. Back? Again, these corruption things. I want to know. I want to know how it happens. You're listening to Morgan's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com worldwide. And then, of course, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We're going to take a quick break. Well, we will be back.
Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star, Dick and Skippy, 1041. Probably our final segment before we bring this plane down to final approach on a Wednesday morning. It is currently 84 degrees outside. Going to go up another 9 degrees to 93 today. Uh, 10% chance to rain all day. Not a lot. Uh, maybe bring it, cool it down a bit, but mid-90s all week long with the exception, exception of Saturday with some storms and 89 degrees is the high. I'm presuming traffic is still a-okay. We can hope. Yeah, I can check that out for you guys. Montgomery County traffic report in the Montgomery County area. Looking at I-45 southbound to Houston. Yeah, you're pretty much good to go uh, all the way till Bellway 8. There's a major accident right there at 240, uh, 249. Uh, and so that's heading southbound into Houston. 
Northbound, everything's looking good on both Highway 69 and Highway 45. East to West, I'm not seeing any accidents or instances in the Montgomery County area. It is 1042. All right. You were talking about a New York yeah. representative, Chris Collins. Chris Collins, indicted for insider trading. Uh, insider trading. Apparently, I didn't know this, uh, at one point before 2008, Congress people were immune to charges with insider trading. Really? Yeah. But apparently something happened in 2008. I think somebody got in trouble financially, like a whole lot of people. Oh, yeah. That was the... That was the <laughs> so I think it that changed. That was the meltdown. It changed. So I don't really know the full story. I just figured you know politics and you know that crap. So. Yes. Insider trading bad. Chris Collins, if you're busted for this, shame, shame, shame yeah. on you. But I always wonder, like, how does that... I mean, how does that really happen? Because I guess somebody passed them a note in class and said, it, sell, sell, sell. It's exactly what it, what it sounds like. Uh, someone telling someone else the information that's not publicly available gives you insider knowledge that say there's going to be a merger or a firing or let's say a health issue, any, any number of things that's just before it's publicly announced on a publicly traded company. If you have that information and you benefit from it, that's insider trading. Uh, it, and it's funny, I have a friend and i hypothetically i have a friend who hypothetically last week told me a couple of weeks ago told me about a merger that was happening because hypothetically her or his position was changing over so it was a personal discussion about their job but they had knowledge of an impending merger and i let this person know stop talking and don't tell anyone else because that technically hypothetically could be insider trading I could have turned around, taken that information, and made a killing on the stock market if I just so chose, because there was a merger a couple of days later. So you you do have to be careful with it. Of course, everything's in context. You can have some guys talking. Oh yeah, I heard that Bob pulled. It's like handicapping a a ball game. You know, you take the information, but that's why the teams have to put out the roster, the disabled list roster. That's for the bettors out there if so-and-so pull if the pitcher pulled a you know torn acl or something and can't pitch they have to put that out there or else it, it taints all the the entire betting pool and but if one person inside the team knows pete rose i'm looking at you <laughs> then they can make use of that and make make a fortune yeah but i mean what's wrong with that In the context of, I mean, ethically it's wrong, but like legally, what? Why would that be wrong? If you know, say I'm the janitor at this place, and I'm oh, like, oh, hey. legally because for a publicly traded company, that's what it means. Publicly traded okay. meaning anyone owning a stock or anyone contemplating owning a stock ha is privy to the same information. Okay, so they that can make sense. an educated decision. Yes. Yeah. Boring. Well. We'll find out more of that when he goes to jail. Yeah. And if I care or not. Hey, how was your cake? It was good. It was uh, My cake was good. You know what was missing from it, though? So it could have been even healthier? Crickets. Oh, gross. Yeah. So this University of Wisconsin study, this is a great breakfast conversation, did this study where a couple of hundred people were fed 25 grams of powdered cricket in their food, you know, their smoothies and their breakfast muffins and stuff. And, you know, in a, a blind test where an equal number of people didn't, 
and they determined that crickets, apparently, you eat some crickets, and it does wonders for your gut health, for your digestive tract, for all that fun stuff. It apparently has got some special probiotic or something in there that just really works well. So people go out in the yard, grab yourself some crickets, throw them in the magic bullet, make yourself magic. a cricket, make yourself a cricket smoothie and get healthy. I think you can. I think that is something you can buy online where it's like cricket dust and then people mix it with their protein. There you go. Like, like you know, they make their shakes and stuff. It's the circle of life, my friend, the wheel of fortune. Oh man, that's so hardcore. Would you do it? Are you saying in the sense of like, we've proven that crickets will make you last two more years than usual? Oh, would you eat a cricket? I see. I have. I've eaten. I've eaten a cricket. Yeah, chocolate covered cricket. Mm -hmm. uh, not willingly, and I'll never do it again. No, I just ate a baked cricket. It was baked. And it, was, uh, it wasn't that bad, but the only thing like tastes like a roasted Brussels sprout. I'm a big. I, I get hesitant with food. Like I'll pretty much try anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, not human, but you say I that now. I, I don't like. To, I'm a texture person, so like I just I, I hate crunching bones. Like when you eat sardines and stuff, like it's just gross. Like I, I even though it might taste good, like no, can't do it. Mushrooms are another thing for me. Like I like soaked mushrooms that are like uh, there's a couple places that will soak them in wine or whatever. Those are really good, but mm -hmm. like dry mushrooms, they just don't. I don't really like the texture. Just really bothers me. What about the shrooms? And I think you know what I'm talking about. You mean like the psychedelic? Yeah, thing? the shrooms. I don't know what they taste like. Nor I. Well, they taste like portobello mushrooms, and no, that would be disgusting. Well, there you go. But I mean, like I've had good mushrooms though, but I never like if I was just gonna go to the store and like you know eat a mushroom like that, that ain't that ain't gonna happen. No, you gotta dip in ranch first. So oh everything. <laughs> <laughs> so yay, yummy crickets. Hey, you know that Ford is celebrating. You know how many Mustangs it has built. Since the invention of the, the Ford Mustang, they've just celebrated a guess, mile mark. If I had a guess, mm -hmm. I would say thirty million. Close, ten million. Okay, that was not close at all, actually. Well, you're in the tens of millions, which you know someone could have said fifty thousand. So I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah, ten million Mustangs. They just celebrated that. I uh, I miss the old uh, the old Mustang. I remember in the 70s when I lived in America, you know, you had the Mustang with that distinctive look, you know, like the uh, the Steve McQueen bullet thing. Yeah. And then when I left the country, I was gone for many years, and the Mustang just wasn't sold overseas. And I came back in the early 80s, and I saw what it had become, and it just, it was not a Mustang to me at all. It had morphed into something way uglier. And they well, you know, I always, to bring wondered, it back. I always wondered, and I would love to get uh, an actual mechanic in on the show. Is there's so much nostalgic nostalgia with older cars now because cars have been around for a long time, mm -hmm. and it's always weirds me out that why a business like a Ford or a, or a Chevrolet doesn't say, "Hey, let's open up a small plant and we repurpose parts for cars from you know 40 years ago." Because that's, I mean that's the expensive part of owning you know a Ford Mustang from 1965 or whatever. But it also keeps the mom and shop pop mom and pop shops. Well, I mean in mechanics. Business. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why don't they make parts for those cars still? That way, the mom and pop shops can just order it, and then they. But I guess the need isn't really that high. But yeah, I, you understand know what I'm talking about? I, like on paper, it looks good, but I have a feeling. Do you think 3D? Do you think 3D printers are going to be advanced? And it's like, hey, we can actually make 
Is it me or is the 3D printer becoming dangerously close to almost being the Star Trek replicator? What's the concept? Yeah. Well, that's the thing because that's what it was the replication technology that turned Star Trek into this whole utopian universe. Well, that's what, if you know, I was reading a deal like practical applications in advanced worlds in the sense of like industry worlds. Mm -hmm. And one of the coolest ones I even thought of was when people are going to space, it's really important what you're, how heavy your load is mm -hmm. so like how much how much stuff is on the on the spaceship with you and that's when they're saying 3d printers what they allow people to do is they can manufacture tools and things and then after they use that tool they can put it back into and melt it back down to the plastic so mm -hmm. they need a wrench they just make a wrench they use it for that day and then they go back and put it in the pool and it melts itself back and they can make a wrench again or another tool if the conservation of energy works out, go for it. I mean, here's the thing: it's you got to uh, add size, the weight of the printer itself, and if the printer breaks, you suddenly have no tools. So you need to have backup tools, and if you have backup tools, why well, don't they just yeah, need your primary use, uh, tools? Yeah, but I mean, I was, I mean, three three D printers are pretty neat. They are, um, but seriously, that's what may allowed Star Trek. You know, they say it was the warp drive to discover other worlds. No, it was replicating technology. That way you could basically never go hungry again, never go without clothes again. So who knows? Maybe we're on that track. Ooh. I'll tell you who's yeah. off track. You know what Facebook did? What? We have about three minutes. So okay. Don't forget that. I, I won't forget. But so in Indonesia, there was an earthquake, 6.9 on the Richter scale that killed 130 some odd people. And unfortunately, and I, I'm bringing this up to talk about the danger of using algorithms. How, you know. Yeah. When Google said breast was a dirty word, all of a sudden there's no more breast cancer searches available on oh, Google. Right. The danger with algorithms, it's this Indonesian earthquake killed people. A lot of people were doing the whole I'm safe comment on Facebook. Well, the word for that is selamat, which also means congratulations. So the Facebook algorithm recognizes as congratulations so every time someone would post i'm safe they'd be greeted you know with those animated balloons and confettis going woohoo i always wonder how those work it was they, they had to shut down that particular algorithm they had That's to fun. remove that word yeah facebook not a good call for you yeah 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 well, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star, brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. we got to be shutting down today, but we will be back tomorrow. We have special guests coming in. I think it's one of your buddies, Eddie Jones, talking about whatever. So we're all inviting you guys to join us to talk about whatever. What? Tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Uh, we want to say a special thanks to the two kids in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, for the cake, Shane, Shane for the cake in the cake in the cup right here. Yeah, awesome Look them work, up online, guys. two kids in the kitchen. You can tell we enjoyed it. They do catering. They do uh, corporations, all that stuff, and they donate a lot of the money, proceeds, to nonprofits. Yeah. Nonprofits and all that kind of stuff. They're a good partner, that's for sure. Uh, also, Jay Sittleberg came in. We talked a little bit about the county judge. He's running for county judge here in Montgomery County. He'll be back next Wednesday, so keep that on your calendar. Uh, yeah, that's it, Sean. You know, see you later. Don't forget, guys, we're still giving away tickets. We got like bundles of this stuff. You betcha. For the tribute to Conroe Music Festival, if you're free this Saturday, there's a lot going on here in downtown Conroe, Texas. Uh, yeah, so it's good to see you. See you good tomorrow. To see, you. see you tomorrow, Get my some friend. Sleep, all that good stuff. Yeah, Thanks right. for tuning in, and we will be back tomorrow morning at nine o'clock.